Episode 64, eBay Seller Conundrum, Denouement, Bonus. Welcome to The Card Diary by Javier Thompson. I'm your host, it's me, Denny Cards, self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades, master of none, the hobby uncle with the hobby minivan, with the hobby shovel, clearing up the hobby snow. I don't know. I just feel like you just put the word hobby in front of anything and just see if it sticks. I feel like all these content creators, influencers, social media personalities, you know, (laughs) we all just make it up uh, as we go along anyway. So uh, if you're a new listener, I have no clue how you found this podcast, but thanks for listening. Uh, If you're one of the dedicated few or growing to maybe not many, but some i don't know what's more fewer some but uh if you are a returning listener thank you as always for downloading and listening because you could be listening to anything in the world but you're here with me so what i want to do today uh, this is a monologue episode i want to close a loop on something i brought up two episodes ago episode 62 it was the um shares the part of the title of this episode, eBay seller conundrum, and it was, what would you do? So I put myself in a situation uh, because, well, I, you know, we all make mistakes, but, you know, I am this supposed self-proclaimed jack-of-all-trades, master of none. So that just means you do a lot of things. You just don't do anything really well. Uh, For me, that goes with uh, eBay selling, and that's what this story or this uh, podcast episode is about. I will do my best to give the Cliff Notes version. But if you know me and you've listened to me, I think you'll know that this will go pretty poorly. Uh, (laughs) I do have my talking points and some things I want to, you know, really hammer in. But so let's just go. Here we go. So I have been trying to resuscitate my eBay storefront. Okay, so uh, here and there, very sporadically and and rarely, I I take in some small consignments, uh, people who just don't want to deal with their dollar cards. Some of these bigger consignment companies, they actually, you know, like, you know, they have very competitive rates and, you know, I have to undercut them because why would anyone go with me over them? But they also have a much bigger emphasis on the big dollar value cards because you know that's where they make a lot of more of their money and for these smaller cards it's like they charge like you know 50 cents or dollar per card and basically you just just swallow it up in in fees so having said that yeah i i don't do that i don't take a flat rate for small cards i won't give (laughs) i don't want to get into all the percentages and all that but um you know i just you know i I like looking at cards and listing them. I think what I really like about the transactional side is I like taking the pictures. I like putting up the descriptions and the listings, and then I like packing and shipping. And if I can do that without any stress on my end, uh, with the whole, like, can I make a profit off this card? You know, the profit is a, the small percentage that I get, I guess. So anyway, uh, you know, mainly the the cards that I have, the, the cards that I try to sell, uh, that are mine uh, are sports cards that have little to no meaning to me anymore. Uh, the overwhelming majority, I don't know what percentage, you know, let's say like 90, 95%, they are raw and they're under $20, most of them being basketball. Uh, 
And I do that because I can ship via eBay standard envelope. Do I want to eventually get to slabs and more expensive cards? Sure. But I figured when I have zero rating, uh, which is higher now, but when I just heard it, uh, when I first started out, I was like, I need to build up the, you know, the, the history and the, you know, showing my, uh, I don't know, credentials or process or basically, you know, established the reputation. So um, I just mentioned eBay standard envelope, also known as PWE, plain white envelope. And that is just, uh, I don't know if it's new anymore, but it's just a, a recent way that eBay has just made the uh, shipping just so much cheaper and more palatable for these low-end cards because who wants to spend, you know, $4.25 on shipping for, you know, a 99-cent card? So uh, with these, I think one ounce, it's like 64 cents. Two ounces is 88 cents. Three ounces is $1. And uh, I'm going to get this wrong because I'm doing it off the top of my head, like 11 cents or 13 cents, something like that. So, oh, and um, before I continue, I just, just as, a, as an aside, up front, I do apologize for delaying recording this kind of like part two of, and I promise this is just a two-parter, so it's part two of two. Uh, and, and that's mainly because, you know, I, I wanted to have this um, schedule or routine, you know, uh, for the Monday morning commute, just get this out to people, uh, publish it. And right now I'm, I'm recording this uh, Monday evening. So if I do publish it Tuesday morning, it'll be for, you know, it'll be just a day late. But a lot of podcasters, they say, oh, you got to keep to a schedule and got to let people know when to expect you. And again, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, eBay sales, uh, get, trying to get this PSA submission ready for uh, before the January 31st deadline, watching playoff football and just life, you know, and, and really just the hobby time that I have has been consumed by eBay auction listings and the PSA submissions. I already have one in with uh, friends, like a group submission, but trying to get my own in uh, just a, a second wave, I guess, because, you know, the $15 per modern card special is ending, um, oh my gosh, in one day. Uh, neither eBay nor PSA being a sponsor or affiliate. Okay, so going back off this tangent, my eBay profile says, and I'm reading off the phone, I started the account in September of 2022, but I did what everyone else does, which is just really just start the account to buy. I had no intentions of selling, but then I got around to selling probably, I don't have the exact date on that, but probably around like March, like in spring of 2023. And I... This kind of surprises me, I guess. I don't know, but I've sold 543 items according to my profile as of recording this, which, you know, can sound like a brag or a humble brag. But, you know, to some people, it's that's nothing or they, they sell a lot more. Um, you know, same with 100% positive feedback. You know, I think that's not really even a humble brag because so many people have that. 100% positive feedback. Uh, so, but the reason I bring it up is that's the context I want to share because this isn't my first card or my first 20 cards or 100 cards. Like, you know, I've put in the work uh, this past year or so. And, but the problem is two weeks ago, approximately, 
I sold a 2023 Top Series 1 Raphael Devers Gold number 2 2023, which is the year it came out. So it's numbered out of 2023. And I sold it for $0.99 cents plus $1.99 for shipping, uh, which is and, – and it was one bid, one bidder, and that's how a lot of my sales start out. And that's okay because, again, we have to start somewhere and, you know, we all start from zero. And that's why I intentionally wanted to start with dollar cards because I figured I wouldn't get a lot of eyeballs. And at this point, I probably have, I think, yeah, my phone says 67 followers. Uh, so I do have more eyeballs on my on my stuff. And the good, the better stuff, I think that they do get eyeballs. Uh, certainly not like DC Sports 87 or, you know, all these big consignment companies, um, you know, one recent youtuber i've listened to i've watched his content is scv sports cards i don't know maybe he's uh, unintentionally not unintentionally i may have uh implicitly just been influenced by his content but uh i think i think he you know he certainly could be polarizing but i think it's pretty uh he's he, he is entertaining i will say that so again you know the tangent um the problem with this situation is that I gifted this Raphael Devers card to the son of one of my, you know, one of my besties, uh, a, a not hobby person outside of the hobby. And the thing is, I didn't know that at first. I I was literally going through all of my cards, you know, once over, twice, three strikes. I'm out. Okay. And my friend tells me he can't find it either. And I am just driving myself nutso. It's a dollar card, but I'm trying to keep my pristine seller rating. But I also just want to find, you know, I just want to find the darn card. I want to know that I either have it in my possession or that my friend's son has it. I, it's it's just one of those, I don't know if it's a, you know, personality thing. You know, I, I feel like there's this one episode of Community where they can't find the pen. I don't know if anyone watches that show who's listened to this podcast, but they can't find the pen and I don't want to spoil it, but you know, they find out where, where it is at the end, but yeah, it just, it drove everyone in that room crazy. So shout out community. Um, so I am just doing my absolute best to find this card. And the only stress I really have is time because I have given myself only one business day to pack and ship, you know, normal, two days, maybe three days, people, it depends on what you want to set your thing at. But if I told myself, uh, in order to get a favorable percentage rating, um, uh, favorable, I don't know, pro, uh, listing promotions, I, I forget what the whole thing is. But basically, if you do free returns up to 30 days and do one business day ship, uh, shipping and handling, you, you get some preferential treatment from eBay, apparently. So the great news is the babysitter finds it <laughs> and I don't even ask where or how, uh, this is where I will fully admit that I was very tempted to have my friend on this podcast, maybe even a quick appearance by the babysitter. But then I realized maybe that's overdoing it. I mean, arguably giving this much time to the situation is overdoing it as well. Uh, but you know, life's rich pageantries, I guess. Uh, now that I know he has the card, the cliffhanger that I left you, the listener, was what would you do? And I gave three options. Do you ship the card? Okay, one, do you ship the card to this this buyer now that you know that your friend has it? 
uh, that person may be potentially set building or they're a big Raphael Devers fan. Again, not a big card, but like they just don't have it. Uh, two, again, maybe assuming that the person is a Devers fan, do you send a different Devers? Uh, but spoiler, I, I don't have it. I don't have other Devers. I don't have a lot of baseball cards, but you know, this, this, that wasn't really an option. Uh, it was a false option. I'm sorry. And then three, do you issue a refund? So by the time of this recording, I still haven't made Instagram content out of it. I mean, I guess I still could before I press publish, but when I'm recording this, you know, I haven't made any content out of it in Instagram, but I did have some listeners who listened to episode 62 reach out and the consensus was don't take the card from your friend's kid, send a different Devers and or issue the refund. So options two or three, but don't ship the card. And this is where I'm going to take a break because I need to uh, get some water. Hey, card fam, you ever feel that sting like I have when you sell a card online only to see 12 to 14% of your hard-earned money just vanish in seller fees? It's almost like a penalty for using online platforms. But here's the game changer, my card post. Instead of those frustrating fees on every sale, I just pay a small monthly subscription. So that way, I get to keep a lot more in my pocket. My card post is a place where collectors like us come together. It's about building new relationships in a trusted community where we can all safely buy, trade, and sell, BTS. And that's what I'm about, community building and safe transactions. If you want to join, it's free to set up an account if you only want to buy. But if you want to sell and trade as well, you can get started for as little as $9 a month. And you know I got to hook you up for listening. Use promo code DENNY when you join and you'll get 30% off your first three months. And I'm already there. I have my shop. I'm buying, trading, and selling, and most importantly, connecting. So go to mycardpost.com and use my promo code DENNY, D-E-N-N-Y. Come check it out. I think you'll really like it. So see you there where my card post, every night is trade night. A cliffhanger on top of a cliffhanger. I apologize about that. <laughs> so the time I recorded episode 62, part one of this part two-parter, I will be very much upfront and say that my cockamamie plan was to ask my non-hobby friend to print out the shipping label I was going to email him, that I did email him, and have him ship the card to the buyer. So the key phrase in this plan is non-hobby friend. A friend who does not do eBay uh, other than, I mean, I actually didn't even ask him, but like, you know, he doesn't do cards, right? He doesn't pack or ship cards. I'm sure he has an eBay to buy other things. But uh, this person, you know, his son has penny sleeves and top loaders and likely could use the very same ones I sent his son. But he doesn't do bubble mailers. He's not mailing things out. He doesn't go to the post office on a regular basis. Um, 
there's my dryer. <laughs> Maybe he has some white envelopes lying around, but as much as I love this friend, uh, I know him very well. And he and I both are somewhat of, you know, what, you know, just, I'll just say procrastinators. Okay. So flat out, this was a bad plan. Uh, and I was kind of going with option number one, shipping the car to someone potentially ship built, set building, not ship building, uh, set building and having my friend do all the legwork. And, uh, that's, that's what I was set on doing. Uh, when I recorded that episode, I was like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I did and I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. But this was a bad plan because the main thing was, aside from my friend who I felt like was not going to be able to uh, ship this out properly, or maybe he could have, but I was taking away a gift that I gave his son. Again, a very small card, but he likes Rafael Devers. And yet, it wasn't until I talked this plan out to my wife when I realized this was the wrong move. None of you would know this because, again, in my hobby content, my wife and kids are squarely out of sight by design. But my wife, she helps drive my content sometimes uh, because when I think of doing something dumb, she's the one who intervenes. Uh, one prime example out of several or many is I used to make content while driving, driving to a show, driving back from a show. Uh, even ripping packs at red lights, you know, red light rips. I was like, I'm going to try and do that in the, again, the the hobby minivan that I talked about earlier, you know, and she, she saw the, the content and she said, she asked that I don't do that, that, you know, be a good example to the kids. Don't, you know, do, my kids, kids in general, I don't know, just, just don't do that. And uh, another one is, you know, the reason I don't curse, same thing, like, you know, or I try not to curse in my content, whether it's podcasts or on Instagram, is because my wife reminds me, even when I'm in the hobby, think about who the end user is, who the watcher is, or in this case, who the podcast listener is, and who may be in the car uh, while listening to this. And so, you know, really, in, in many ways, you know, she is the one who makes me a better person. Uh, she is my moral compass. She is part of it. She's part and parcel of the the person the man that i am and i aspire to be i don't know is this getting really sappy but you know she amazingly supports me in this hobby mainly because she sees how happy i am in it she derives no benefit from me being the hobby uh but she enables me facilitates uh she uh she doesn't help cut content like i don't ask her to record uh <laughs> But um, she just lets me geek out in the basement and the, you know, the podcast studio slash uh, laundry room. And, you know, she tolerates the constant mail days, um, you know, maybe not so much. But, you know, that's why I'm still trying to figure out how to sell fund the hobby and ramp up the eBay sales. That's all to say. Um, I'm mean, just going back to the situation. Okay. My wife very clearly reminded me that once you give a gift, you cannot ask for it back and that this was our friend's son and that this is someone who was our fr a good friend of the family well before the hobby. Well, I mean, well before my re-entry back into the hobby because you know, this wasn't like a childhood friend, but 
Um, and, and she very clearly reminded me that our friendships are worth much more than the hobby, than money, than eBay accelerating. And very much, she is absolutely 100% correct. So uh, I reached out to the buyer and I, you know, uh, said, listen, I screwed up. I won't be able to get you the card. I can issue a refund or I can show you a bunch of cards. Um, I don't know, like maybe six from the 2023 top series one number to 2023. And I don't have the full list of cards in front of me. Um, don't have it pulled up and ready to go, but I do remember there being some Red Sox players. And I do remember the one card he did pick out of the bunch, which was a Bryce Harper in a Phillies uniform. Uh, again, 2023 top series one. So I packed up the card with a handwritten thank you note, and this my memory's a little hazier. I think I did add in a couple of the Red Sox cards he didn't choose, and and I also asked, hey, do you want a refund? Again, small amount of money. We're talking about three bucks, but he declined, and he was happy with the transaction. He said he would leave me good seller rating. I don't know if he did or not, but it's okay um, because I just feel like you know the conflict or the issue was resolved. I think amidst all of this, I don't know, content or podcast, the story that I'm sharing here is, is that, you know, we all make mistakes, um, but maybe more importantly that wives are awesome, friends are awesome, uh, the babysitters are awesome, and my buyer here, he was awesome too. So I don't know how many times I can say awesome. But, you know, before I end this episode, I wanted to say, you know, time is indeed such an important commodity. And I've had people ask me, you know, why are you dabbling in these dollar bins, value bins, part of the hobby? And, you know, my answer is those are the cards I have and I want to sell. But it's also a good way to cut my teeth without high stakes. Because really, imagine this situation if it was a $100 card or a $1,000 card, or even more, right? I mean, as I just said, mistakes happen. But once you start lining up those zeros at the end, the magnitude of a mistake intensifies. There's bigger stakes. There's bigger stress. Uh, there's more money involved. You know, more money, more problems, as Michael Scott would say. Uh, he would also say you miss 100%, 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really stressful situation where if, if I had promised or, you know, if I gifted a card, and again, I am not one to gift a $100 card or a $1,000 card to someone, um, but, you know, you know, unless it's my son's or family, and I, I don't even have $1,000 cards unless I pack pulled it from years, decades ago, <laughs> but the whole point is... Um, I know that the situation occurred because uh, cards auto relisted on eBay. I've turned that off, or I think I've turned it off, or I, I have to, you know, learn that process. But in dabbling in this super low end part of the transactional side of the hobby, it's a side of the hobby I don't really like a lot. Uh, I'm not really good at it. You know, I set up as a dealer, not good at it. I set up as a I've been a breaker not good at it i don't like it the part of the ebay part that i like is again like the logistical stuff putting things in a spreadsheet um 
shipping and handling, listing, taking photographs of cards. I like that stuff. So, you know, that's the whole, you know, this whole hobby S. Thompson, the Hunter S. Thompson thing. Just try different things, see what you like. Again, I like making podcasts. I like making Instagram content. I like the the logistical part of eBay. Um, the reason I don't do a lot of buy it nows or bins is because I don't want to like negotiate. I mean, I think it's easier to negotiate online than it is in person, but I just want the the auction, uh, the the market to tell me what these cards cost. And yeah, I don't get as many eyeballs as other people, but you know, eventually I can get to a point where maybe more people look at my stuff and maybe these are real comps because I know one the very first sale that I had was like a France, not was like a it was a uh, Franz Wagner sil silver hollow prism rookie and it sold for so low and some commenter was like oh my gosh this is this is why comps are so bad sellers like you just who don't know what you're doing and you know put up a dollar auction for this card and it went so low and you've killed the market and it's like okay chill out right um block that person too because they're they're getting nasty over dms but when it comes down to it yeah, like there might be off comps or like, you know, deviating from the norm. But how else are people supposed to start? You have to start selling, right? And auctions were a way that I wanted to attract more people towards my listings because I figured people would think that, you know, they can get a good deal and that everyone has an opportunity to fight over it or to bid and to do their best to try to win the card. Like it's everyone has an opportunity and chance. So um, what else did I want to say? I think that's mainly it. Um, went on several tangents here. Uh, thank you for listening. But again, uh, if you're considering this at all, um, it's, it's like not rocket science, but it also is a lot of, there's, you know, elbow grease that goes into it. Um, I found it to be fun. Uh, I don't know. When I'm listing cards, sometimes I'll just listen to a podcast and I'll just, you know, uh, it's like therapeutic. Uh, it's just a lot of fun for me. So moral of the story, don't take cards from kids. Wives are awesome. The hobby is awesome. You're awesome. And... The final, final thing I want to say is there is a double meaning to the episode title where I say denouement, and it's the ending of the bonus episodes for season one. I think, and I hope that the next episode will be the start of season two. I tentatively, tentatively have plans to kind of go back to the, the meat and potatoes of the hobby, the transactional side, the buying, selling, trading. And this eBay mini two-parter makes me want to explore selling from the eBay side uh, and do kind of like season one stuff, but with a different spin and talk to more people. Uh, I thought about talking to two people each time to kind of like season two, but then I'm like, what am I going to do season three? Have three people at each time? That doesn't make any sense. But I have some really interesting eBay sellers lined up. Uh, I won't share them now, but uh, I may even solicit for some more stories. Like I have this one person who I think is going to be, I don't know how they're going to be on a podcast form, but just 
watching their content or reading their stuff. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, this sounds very, very interesting. So, um, yeah, maybe I will solicit for people who maybe want to talk about their eBay sales. And if they're a power seller, maybe I even have a consigner come on. I don't know. But uh, season two is going to talk about that custom card art, which I keep talking about and teasing uh, the art of podcasting. Again, just all the different hats we wear. Uh, what else? Like there's just so much that floats in my head. Content creators, uh, influencers just want to talk to more people just, you know, to get to gain a better uh, understanding of how the other side lives. Uh, I think that's ultimately what I've tried for this podcast to be about. And so, uh, yeah, breakers. Um, I already recorded an episode with a breaker, and uh, that will be maybe one of the first interviews, uh, guests that I have on for season two. So that was a really fun one to record. And so I leave you with that, Uh, you know, Thank you for listening. Hope you got something out of this. Uh, if not, I hope it was. Uh, hope you had a good commute going to work or going back home. Uh, and so, yeah, the hobby's awesome. You are awesome for listening. And take care, friends. No outro this time. <laughs>